The scripture we look at this morning is Psalm 42. And the psalmist describes what he went through as a storm. The waves were breaking over him. But he found hope in times of despair. Psalm 42, we begin reading at verse 1. As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember and I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go along with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God. The voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you in despair, O my soul, and why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him for the help of His presence. O my God, my soul is in despair within me. Therefore I remember you from the land of the Jordan and the peaks of Hermon from Mount Miser. Deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. The Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime, and His song will be with me in the night. A prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As a shattering of my bones, my adversaries revile me, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God. Let's pray. Father, these are words that were written during a time of great struggle in the life of this man who wrote this psalm. And Father, yet in the midst of that, he found that you were his source of hope. You were his source of strength in in time of need. And Father, as we face the storms of life, as we face those situations which, which seem to drive us to despair, Father, help us to remember that you are the only one who can help us in our time of need. Teach us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you ever talk to yourself? I remember a lady when I was younger who used to come and visit. She was probably, oh, I don't know, she was probably in her 60s. She seemed like her 80s, but it was a child. She seemed older, but she drove a motorcycle. Interesting lady. Her name was Tekla Hovala. Good Finnish name. She talked to herself quite a bit, and when she came to our house, one of the things she would do is she would slap her hand on her leg and she'd say, Let's go, Hobola. Time to go home. But we learned that it took about three slaps on the leg before she actually went home. But she, she often talked to herself. I caught my wife talking to herself um, a while back. She had forgotten to uh, uh, close the freezer door downstairs. And so the next time she went down there, I heard this voice saying, Did you close the freezer door? 
And I was expecting Mark or Andrew or someone to say yes or no. And then she answered herself, yes, I closed the freezer door. That was going to be her way of dealing with that. Talking to yourself. Um, I suppose sometimes talking to ourselves can be a warning sign that we have some psychosis going on in our lives where we're constantly talking to ourselves. But I think we all do. Whether we verbalize it, we carry on conversations with ourselves, don't we? We all do it. All throughout the day. And the psalmist did it. Verse 5, Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Same thing in verse 11. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? He needed to ask that question, didn't he? Why are you in despair? Why are you so disturbed? And then he answered the question that he asked, right? Because he went on to say, you know what? You need to put your hope in God. You need to focus on Him. So why was the psalmist in despair? Notice, first of all, there are many causes of despair. And he lists three of them in this psalm. First of all, he had trouble with his circumstances. As he writes this psalm, it's obvious that he isn't where he wants to be. Uh, for some reason, he is away from Jerusalem in the barren wilderness. And he gives us this picture at the beginning of the psalm. He feels like a deer that is desperate for water. As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And then he asks the question, when shall I come and appear before God? In other words, how long is it going to be before things change here? I'm in a situation, Lord, that I don't want to be in. And how long is that going to last? The thing that seems to aggravate the psalmist's despair is that he remembers what it used to be like. What it used to be like when he was at home in, in Jerusalem. Look at verse 4. He says, these things I remember and I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go along with the throng, lead them in procession to the house of God with the voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. If you look at the title of this psalm, it was associated with the sons of Korah. For the choir director, a maskil of the sons of Korah. The sons of Korah were the gatekeepers, the musicians in the temple. And the author must have been involved in, in leading worship at the temple feasts. But now he is away from Jerusalem, far from the city, and he wishes he could be there again. Can you identify with the psalmist? Have your circumstances changed in such a way that you wish, you wish that things could be as they used to be? Sometimes our circumstances can bring trouble. And that's what we see here with the psalmist. But it wasn't just his circumstances, he also had trouble with people. It's bad enough to be in a place where you would rather not be, but then to have people around you who really aren't an encouragement to you, that can make life very, very challenging. Verse 3, he says, My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Huh? Where is your God now? 
Verse 10, as a shattering of my bones, my adversaries revile me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Taunting him. The people that made life miserable for the psalmist weren't your average discouragers. (laughs) There's a lot of average discouragers around. And these people were nasty. These people taunted him when he was weak and when he was vulnerable. And they were relentless because it says all day long they kept on saying, where is your God now? Huh? Look at the trouble you're in. Where is your God now? Where is this one that you worship? Where is this one that you praise? If he really cared about you or if there really was a God, you wouldn't be facing this. Can't you just hear the taunts coming all day long? Where is your God? And that had an impact on the psalmist because he said in verse 3, My tears have been my food day and night. Verse 10, As a shattering of my bones, my adversaries revile me. Didn't quite go along with the saying that we were taught as children, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. I don't think the psalmist would agree with that because he says, as a shattering of my bones, my adversaries revile me. The words of the revilers brought great sorrow and pain. So he had trouble with his circumstances. He had trouble with, with people. But maybe most difficult of all is that he mentions he had trouble with the Lord. The psalmist must have been listening to those who taunted him. Because he makes some statements about God that really, really, if you look at them, aren't, aren't accurate. Verse 7, he says, Deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls. He says, All your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. He gives the picture of, of God just bringing one wave after another. And it's not just some waves, but, but all of your waves and breakers have rolled over me. If all of God's waves and breakers had rolled over him, he'd be dead. <laughs> But in the midst of that difficult time, you get the, the impression that he kind of lost perspective. Did it seem worse than it, than it really was? Was God sending all of his waves and breakers to just wash him away? That can happen in times of trouble where we kind of lose perspective. And that seems to be the case with the psalmist. And perhaps that's why he says in verse 9 that that God has forgotten him. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Things just didn't seem to make sense for him. And he ended up in despair. Why are you in despair, O my soul? So what's the answer? If you're in a situation like this where your circumstances and people and all kinds of troubles have come your way, how do you deal with that? Well, the second thing we notice then is that there is one cure for despair. Many causes, but, but one cure. If you're wondering how the psalmist dealt with his despair, he tells us the cure for his despair was a focus on the Lord. 
When we are bowed down, which is what the word despair literally means, there's only one place to look, and that is up. We need to look up. And there are three statements we notice in this psalm that brought encouragement to the psalmist. The first is the word hope. Hope in God. He answers the question, why are you in despair, O my soul? And he immediately gives the answer, and he gives it three times. Verse 5, hope in God, for I shall yet again praise Him. Verse 11, why are you in despair? Hope in God. If you jump to Psalm 43, some believe that originally these two psalms were together because we have that same statement again then in Psalm 43, verse 5. Why are you in despair, O my soul, and why are you disturbed? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, the help of my countenance, and my God. You see, the psalmist knew who God is. That He would be His hope in difficult times. And he describes God in verse 2 as the living God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. That's why there was hope in God, because the God He served was the living God. Not one of the false gods of this world. Those gods that cannot help, those gods that are dead and lifeless and helpless. But his hope was in the living God. And he knew that the living God could do something about his situation. So it wouldn't always be this way. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him. Or I shall again praise Him, depending on how it's translated. There was a man who gave his testimony one Evening, And he said, my favorite verse is, it came to pass. People were wondering, okay, what do you mean by that? It came to pass. And he probably didn't necessarily make the correct application, but he said, well, when trials come, they don't come to stay. They come to pass. They're not going to last forever. And that's what the psalmist believed. I shall yet again praise Him. It's not going to be like this forever. I put my hope in the one who can bring change in my life. Hope in God is the first focus we see. And we see the word remember. Remember God. It's interesting the psalmist uses the word remember twice in this psalm. The first time is in verse 4 when he thinks of how things used to be. He remembers how it was before when he was leading the people in worship. And and there it discouraged him. As he remembered what it was like before and what it was like now in his difficulty. But then we find the word remember for a second time in verse 6. And this is where it encourages him because he chooses to remember God. Verse 6, O my God, my soul is in despair within me. Therefore, because of this, he says, I remember you, God. I remember you from the land of the Jordan and the peaks of Hermon from Mount Miser. The psalmist chooses here to think about God instead of his circumstances. Instead of those who were taunting him. And that's how he dealt with his despair. He got his eyes off of his trouble. He got his eyes off of his taunters. He got his eyes off of himself, I suppose we could say as well. 
that he might remember the Lord. They might focus on him. We sing that song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. The first verse says, O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's life for a look at the Savior. And life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. The things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. There's something about turning your eyes upon Jesus that makes a difference, doesn't it? We get our eyes off of ourselves, our circumstances, our problems. We say, Lord, I'm going to focus on you today. I'm going to count my blessings. I'm going to remember who you are. What you've done for me. How you love me. How you care for me. He chose to remember the Lord. Remember when King Jehoshaphat was faced with that army coming against him? A three-nation alliance in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And in verse 12 he says, O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is coming upon us, and we do not know what to do. But then he ended his prayer by saying, But our eyes are upon you. There are times when we face those situations where we don't know what to do. The army coming against us is much stronger than we are. It might not be soldiers with spears and shields, but there are battles we face where we don't know what to do. But we need to do what Jehoshaphat did. But our eyes are upon you, O oh God. Turn your eyes upon Jesus so they, we might hope in God and then, then remember God. And then thirdly, notice how the psalmist offered praise. To God. Verse 8 The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and his song will be with me in the night. A prayer to the God of my life. What's interesting is that the psalmist's circumstances hadn't changed yet. It was a time of darkness, it was a difficult time. And yet, God was there with him in the night. His song will be with me in the night. And I think that picture is not just when the sun goes down, but in the night when we're facing hardship. Dark times. Times when we're waiting for some light to come. Waiting for the morning to come. Waiting for something to change. The circumstances just seem to be so dark and so dreary and so grim. But the psalmist said that God gave him a song in the night. And I couldn't help but think of, uh, of Paul and Silas. Remember when they were in Philippi? Thrown in jail at midnight. They had been beaten and put in stocks. And at midnight, they started singing hymns to God. And can you imagine the other prisoners thinking, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> Are these guys crazy? Singing hymns of praise to God in the middle of the night after they've been beaten and put in stocks? Where did that song come from? <laughs> God had given them that song in the night. 
When we praise God in the midst of trouble, I believe something happens within us. I can't explain it, but there's something about genuine praise that, that changes us. And we turn our eyes upon Jesus, we find the hope that we need in those times of despair. In those times when the, the waves just seem crashing over us and the night is, is so dark. Perhaps that's what you're facing in your life today, like the storms are coming and waves just never seem to end. There is hope in times of despair because God is the one who gives us that hope. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him for the help of His presence. Let's pray. Oh God, we thank you that you are the one who gives us hope. You are the one, oh God, that gives us a song in the night. You are the one, oh God, that helps us in those times when we wonder, have you forgotten us? In those times when our circumstances are so dark and, and people are maybe taunting us and mocking us and saying, where, where is your God now? Lord, you have not left. Your word says that you are an ever-present help in time of need. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you today. As the psalmist said in this psalm, Therefore I remember you from the land of the Jordan. O God, do your work in our midst this morning. Give strength, give hope, give encouragement to those who are facing the storms of life. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.